0: All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, January thirteenth of twenty twenty-three. Spooky Friday the thirteenth. Just having some fun with that today. But uh, for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches. Over here at SaberSim, this is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel over in our Discord server. If you're not a member of our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. As always, a lot of good DFS conversations happening over there in the sport-specific channels. Get in on the action and get your questions answered. Uh, We run this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. You can put... Questions in the Office Hours channel. Anytime you guys think of them, leave them in there and I will get to them on the next show. That gets us a solid queue of questions to get us started as people tune in and as people ask more live questions. If you guys are just tuning in, have questions, throw them in the YouTube chat. We'll get to everything before the end of the show. Promise you all that. Uh, Looking ahead, what do we got going on today in the DFS streets? Looks like we got a nine-game NBA slate a uh, three-game NHL slate. I know people are sweating the cut uh, for golf this week. This is the first golf event with a cut. Last week was a no-cut, so it should be a sweaty Friday for some people. Good luck. Good luck in your uh, round two showdowns. If you guys are playing showdown golf, you know, showdown will run all weekend. Got NFL on a Saturday. Uh, sat- uh, kicking off Saturday, got games on Sunday, got, got a game on Monday, So a lot of NFL action coming at you over the weekend. If you have been participating in our weekly max challenge, you should have gotten an email from our support team. Our end of the season free roll $5,000 prize pool with $1,000 going to first place is going to be taking place on Sunday. It will be taking place on Sunday for the three game slate happening just on that day. No Saturday games, no Monday game. So uh, if you guys have not heard from us, Reach out to support at sabersim.com. Shoot me a message here in the chat. I will make sure that you guys uh, get in contact, but I know the team has been hard at work making sure everybody is aware of all of the prizes they've won, aware of the free roll, and uh, making sure everybody gets any swag that they are due. So be on the lookout. You know, Check your email uh, for, for any messages coming from the team over here. But just wanted to remind everybody of that, and I am going to get Sabersim pulled up here and we are going to get rocking and rolling. So um, just a couple questions to get us going here. So if you guys have questions, now is always a good time to get them in the queue. First question here from Luke Diesel said, what's the difference or what's the point of changing Min Uniques if it doesn't carry over to Late Swap? Uh, Luke, this is a good question, right? This is a, um, you know, we, we released the Min Uniques. We we're really excited about it. Um, you know, kind of like during football season, things like that. We we didn't really think too much about, about the late swap, but it has some it is something that we have been working diligently on with our late swap pools. If anybody is interested in trying out our late swap pools, they are available over at beta.saberson.com. Um, still a little buggy, which is why it is over on the beta. You know, for anybody using it, if you guys do run into issues, please. Use the reporter problem link and let us know what the issue is so we can fix it so we can ultimately get it off of the beta version and into the live SaberSim app. What the Lacewall Pools are going to allow you to do is instead of rebuilding each lineup one time, not being able to change many uniques, not being able to change um, mini max exposures, you are going to be able to do all of those things very similarly to how you do it in the pre-build. That will allow for the mini uniques. That will allow for tweaks to your lineup. It will not just be rebuilding each lineup one time. So definitely something we uh, are aware of, Luke, and something we are addressing and hoping to have that live very, very soon here. Um, my my best guess is is uh, hopefully within the next few weeks. But good question. And, you know, if you're not using beta.sabersim, check it out. I, I would say be careful using it, you know, really, really close. Uh, to to the next game's start time, issues can happen. That's why it's not in the live app. So you know, keep 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 a tab open with with the with regular SaberSim, or or just be ready to switch back if if you guys run into any trouble and time is getting short on you. And if that does happen, you know, please circle back and and report a problem and tell us what was going on. So thank you all. All right, um, question here in the YouTube chat says, hey, Andrew, is there a way to set a rule to only have one player only at their salary? Example, only one player at 2700 Thanks. Thanks. Um, okay, this sounds like a question for NFL or like showdown. So can you let me know what this is for exactly? And then I can hover over to the sport and then we we can talk about it. So just give me a little more detail, like, like a sport. Give me, give me like a team examples where I could find somebody 2,700 and we can figure that out. I know on, I know on DraftKings NBA lowest salaries is is 3,000. So it doesn't sound like it's for that sport specifically, but any extra details will be helpful there. All right. Uh we have a little time today. So I, I wanted to talk about this question from Elder. Elder told me I didn't have to uh talk about it on stream because Shady Advice was was nice enough to jump in and, and give him a lot of uh feedback. But I think this is an interesting conversation and we have a little bit of extra time today. So I am going to uh capture this here. So Elder said, How should I okay, uh before before I do this, uh got got some more information from Fahad here. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. This is for NHL. So if I'm going to go over to NHL and I am going to say, you know, is there a way to set a rule to only have one player only at a salary example, one player at 2,700? So, so what I want to do here, you know, I'm not a huge NHL guy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sort by salary and then I'm going to go down here. So, so if I wanted to set a rule, what I would probably do is do a group rule. And then I, I think you can do this two ways. So it's going to say, use exactly one. And then I am going to add a stat requirement and then I'm going to say salary. Um, I think there should be an exactly here. So, so I think that, you know, what you're looking for is like, there's like a greater than or less than but unfortunately there is no exactly. So it doesn't sound like we can do it that specific way. What I would do is I would just do a group manual rule. I would use exactly one. And then I would just check in these players, right? There's only like a couple of them. So I would just come in here and grab these, uh, seven players. So, so some extra context, I only want one point at 2,700, not two points at the same price point at 2,700. I only want one player. So, so that's, this is exactly what I would do. so, or, or what you could even do is say, use no more than this. This is a little more flexible. So what I would just say is use no more than one player. And then I would just check all of the players that are exactly 2,700. If you are saying you don't want more than one player below 2,700, then you could do that with an automatic rule where you don't have to check these guys in. So so for, for an exactly type salary rule, use manual and come and check you know the players in. There's not going to be that many. So this is 7, right? So this is one way I would do it. If you say I don't want anyone I don't want more than one player below 2700, I would then do that as a group automatic rule. I would say use no more than one and then I would come in here and then I would say salary less than and then I would just do 2800. That way a 2700 person could be chosen, chosen, right? This is not less than or equal to, this is just less than. Um and and Fahad, let me know I got the name right. So Great. That is that is a better than getting the rule right in in my opinion. But either way, these are the two ways that I would write the rule for being uh, very specific with twenty seven hundred or wanting players uh, only limiting players below twenty seven hundred and below. So let me know if you have any questions on that, and uh, we are going to keep it rolling. Got it, gotcha. Thank you. So glad we got glad we got that worked out there. Um, question here from Franklin. Franklin said. Can you explain the geometric mean and give an example on it, Franklin? This is a good question. I actually just got done recording a video explaining Geo mean and going into a lot of detail uh, in regards to it. So what what I would what I would do and and just so you guys know, uh, this is always a great resource to to go and find stuff. Let me just pull it up really quickly here. So my my assumption is probably by the end of the day that this video will make it into our uh frequently asked questions so not report a problem sorry if you go over to the drop down in settings you go over to help right this is going to bring up uh support at support saversim.com support and then if you go down here to our frequently asked questions you go to this view more and then you can type in anything you want so we, you can type in product ownership and i don't i don't know exactly what we have here it looks like we don't have anything which is uh why why i just recorded the video today but i just recorded a lengthy video talking about product ownership and exactly what what it does so i i will i will give you guys like an like an overview of of what that video is uh right now especially since we have some time but but over the weekend that video should get uploaded if anybody ever needs to um reference it or you know go over it again or listen to it again uh you you can find that type of material over in this sabersim.com slash supporter support so just just a note for everybody watching but yeah let's talk about geomine uh it is fresh in my mind i will tell you guys that you know i spent like uh a, a good chunk of time this morning you know uh thoroughly reviewing it um uh, understanding it and making sure that i could put out a solid video for you guys here so so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to pull this up here we should have uh, plenty of time to talk about this so and, and uh let me let me blow this up make sure you guys can see see this um that that should help quite a bit i'm i'm hoping so if, if anybody's having any trouble reading that uh let me know and i can i can try and zoom in a little more right so so first things first how is product ownership different from some ownership, right? Uh, if we're going to talk about geometric mean, we got to talk about product ownership first because that is an input into Geo mean, right? So what is the difference between product ownership and and some ownership? By the way, uh, I made all these notes. This, this has not been reviewed by my, – my video has not been reviewed by anyone on the team. So so if I messed up, you know, I haven't heard back as, as to – if I messed up, but I'm pretty sure all of this is is very, very accurate. Uh, How is product ownership different from some ownership, right? The best example, if you have two groups of four players, let's say we have four players in a lineup, just to keep it simple. The ownerships for group A are 40%, 10%, 40%, 10%. If group B, the ownerships are 20%, 30%, 20%, and 30%. All right? So, if you add these up, the 40, 10, 40, 10, and the 20, 30, 20, 30, both of them add up to 100% some ownership. So if you were to look at the sum ownerships, you would think those are the same. However, if you were to multiply these values together, 40% is technically 0.4, but I, I know some people are going to like go in their calculator and just do 40 times 10 times 40 times 10, which will get you ultimately 160 thousand here so so i wrote it out two ways uh if you do the decimal version 0.4 times 0.1 times 0.4 times 0.1 that will come out to this small number 0.0016 and then if you do the same thing for group b that 0.2 times 0.3 times 0.2 times 0.3 what that number will come out to is 0.0036 uh both small numbers however the product ownership of group b is much larger than group A, almost twice as big, right? Uh, You know, two two zeros, one six, two zeros, three six, right? Uh, So so more than double in that instance. What that means is that, you know, although the sum ownerships are the same, group B combination is much more likely to be owned than group A's is with a lower product ownership there. So, how does that fit into Geo Mean, right? Uh, wh- where do we go from there? So, the way it fits into Geo Mean is is the formula for Geo Mean is product ownership to the power of one over n, where n is the number of players in a lineup. Uh, you know, I, I, I realize it's 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 quite a math lesson here. Uh, it took me a little bit, you know, to, to work through all this. So, if anybody has any questions along the way here, just just let me know, and and I can review any any aspects of this. So. What we're going to do is we're going to take the product ownership from, from group A and B and then put that to the power of 1 over N. I'm doing this example based on an NBA classic slate on DraftKings where there are eight players in a lineup. So I'm going to take the product ownership to the power of 1 over 8, which is eight players in a lineup. That comes out to 0.45. If you go over to the app, this is going to be displayed as a percentage or, or it looks like a whole number. So, so it would just be 45 in the app. And then the Geo mean of group B will be 0.49 or or 49% there. So the way that I um, checked this was that I went over to this uh, NBA DraftKings slate. And what I did was I took... Oh, I don't think this is the lineup that I built earlier. Uh, maybe it was this one. So, so what I did is I, I came in and I multiplied all of these percentages together, which I did uh here so then i have the 0. 0.195 uh which would be 19.5 percent times you know 22.4 owned like that is what you know these decimal values are comes out to a really really small number right uh we're looking at six zeros and then one nine by using geomean what you can do is is make that number more usable and, and that's how, you know, we go from these really small numbers to this number that is much more usable. So, so in my example here, I have uh, product ownership to the power of one over eight comes out to 14.5, a much more usable number. I mean, it would be four, it would be, it's technically 0.1447. Uh, if you do it as a percentage, you just round and then round the seven, uh, round up from four to five, 14.5%, right? So then if I go back to, to SaberSim here, and what i can do is if i'm on the pro plan what i can do is i can create a custom metric and make a geo mean summary stat here uh, i did not mean to do that so so this lineup has a geo mean 14.5 this is the lineup i demonstrated so my math is correct in this instance um the great the great thing about that is when you can see the geo mean of every lineup and you can um, apply filters based on that right so, so let's say, you know, you, you want to use GeoMean for, for NFL showdown, and you want to estimate the number of dupes in a lineup, in a, in a contest using GeoMean, right? The way you would do that is you put your number of requested dupes divided by the number of entries in a contest to the power of 1 over N, where N is the number of players in a lineup. So as an example, if you want five dupes in a 20,000-entry contest, showdown contest on DraftKings, in a captain format, there are six players in a lineup, So what I did was I did five dupes divided by 20,000. So this is the number of dupes that I'm trying to shoot for or around. And then this is the number of entries in the contest to the power of one divided by the number of lineup, the number of players in the lineup, which is six. This gives me a value of 0.25. So if I were to go to NFL here and I were to go over to showdown, which is what we were talking about, and I, I run a build. And maybe, you know, I don't want to play any lineups above that threshold, right? So, so what, what I would do is I would come in here, you know, if I have my custom metric, I can now sort by this metric. So if I go to filters, I go to add filter, I'm going to go to hide, hide lineups with Geo mean greater than, and I'm going to put 25 because that is the, the number that we came up with, um, in our example here, that is what we are shooting, uh, that those are lineups that we do not want to play. We think are going to be too highly duplicated. I can save that filter. What it's going to do is it's going to take every lineup where the geo mean is over 25 and move it into the trash. So that those lineups cannot get into my lineups that I take with me into my contests. So that is you know that is comparing you know some ownership to product ownership. That is how product ownership fits into geo mean. That is how to use geo mean to estimate estimate duplicates uh, if you're not on the pro plan right and you want to use geo mean as, as an input right what i would do is i would go over to lineup rules i would go i would go add new rule i would go aggregate and then i would say my own geometric mean no more than 25 so so what this is going to do is you're going to tell the builder like hey do not build any lineups where the geo mean is greater than 25. Anybody on any plan can do this and has access to this rule. So I would say the only thing to be careful about when using this rule is that, you know, make sure you're checking your exposures and uh make it so 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 to get to this geo mean value, right? What saber is going to have to do is is play a lot of lower owned guys, right? So I think right here it is a great example, you know, 20% Christian McCaffrey, we have none of him. And the main reason I think we have none of him is because we are getting rid of the high geo mean lineups. Uh, he is high owned for a reason, right? He's a really strong play with a high projection. So Sabre Sim is going to say, hey, you know, I'm not going to play any of him to get to this geo mean value. So I, if you are using a rule like this, I would be very uh, careful and and very um sure to review my exposures and adjust accordingly to make sure that you know my exposures are not way way off just because i am now using this rule and it is jamming in all of these low owned captains you know do i really want to play gd two lineups of dj dallas uh probably not and i i probably want some christian mccaffrey in this instance so if you're using it be careful but that is geo mean product ownership in a nutshell so hope that helps uh franklin and and let me know if you guys have any follow-up on that but all right see a couple more questions here i am going to get rid of all of this math and get saber sim pulled back up here and get to a couple more questions that have rolled in all right uh question from brad what is the best way to control exposures in say nba projection uniques min max exposure so Brad, what I, what I would say, you know, let's go back to NBA here and let's talk about this a little bit. If you are concerned, you know, or you want more exposure to a player, um, frankly, I would probably handle that in the post-build. So so in general, you know, when I am coming in here to the post-build, first thing I'm trying to do is, is decrease the correlation between my lineups and my set by using Min Uniques. Min Uniques is going to organically adjust exposures, the best way you know to accommodate the minion and keeping the most exposure to what sabersim perceives to be the best plays honestly, right? So by using minion's you're gonna get some um weeding out of of players and, and sabersim is you're gonna you're gonna, you're putting sabersim to the test, right? You're making sabersim, you know, answer some hard questions like, hey, you know, if 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 three players have to be different, you know, you got to make a decision and you got to choose which ones you feel are are the most important, right? And I think that's a good thing ultimately because it will make your lineup more diverse. It'll kind of show you who are the best plays on the slate, in my opinion. So that's one way I would do it. And then if you have some takes, you have some convictions, you've done some research, and maybe you've made um, some notes of some guys you want to get to, first way you could do that, adjust min and max exposures. I would always suggest you know, doing any diversification mini uniques first and then making some final tweaks to ownership as like a, toward the end of your process, as you're getting closer to the final set of lineups that you want. So, so you can do that with mini max exposures. Say you're having trouble doing that. Say, you know, Saber Sim is not valuing a player as highly as you are valuing a player and you're having trouble getting to enough lineups with that player in it. What I would do is I would adjust their projection in the home screen, you know, go through it without the projection adjustment first. If, if you know, you just have some, some takes that you want to act on, but, and, and use your mini max exposures. If you're having trouble doing that, then I would revert to going to the projection and making a projection adjustment. You know, a couple points, you know, I think we talk about 10% exposure uh, adjustment in, in either direction and seeing what that does and running a new build and seeing how much that affects how often that player is now coming up in your lineups. You know, you could use, you know, your your top exposures, but then you could also compare the pool exposure, right? Maybe um, I have somebody like Keldon Johnson. I think he's going to play really well. He's in 14% of my pool. I give him a 10% bump, and then, you know, I run a new build, and maybe he's in, you know, 100% of my lineups in my pool. And that's just way too much, right? So I might uh, walk that projection adjustment down a little bit and then rerun a new build there's nothing wrong with you know making adjustments seeing what happens running new builds running new builds trying to refine that um change and then figuring out where it is best set and then using that new build to uh be the one that you take with you in be the one that you pick lineups from to take with you into your contest so definitely kind of a back and forth there uh don't be afraid to run multiple builds don't be afraid to get stuck in a build and, and have to start over uh all of that is is part of the process you know we used to say uh build review revise i think that is still applicable in some situations for sure franklin said thanks for the explanation on mean." yeah happy to explain it you know it's fresh on my mind uh so i'm sure you guys got a very very uh thorough answer more than i would have been able to do on another day kind of off the cuff but yep, yeah, caught me on a good day so good day to ask that one all right Zug said how do I keep exposures balanced post-build? Uh, Zugs, you know, your question was really similar to Brad's, so uh hope you guys both got something out of that. If, you guys, if either of you have any follow-up, just let me know. All right, Eddie Farmer said, can you dumb down the Saber Sim sliders in particular, the correlation one? Should I try to correlate my showdown lineups based on one stud from each game, 3-3 three, three, or 4-2 stacks? Okay, so let's talk about... Um, Correlation. Let's talk about. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about NFL, Eddie. Uh, if you want to talk about something different, just let me know. But looking at looking at NFL here, right? I think what it is important to remember is that excuse me one second. Just had to clear my throat. Um, I think it's important to remember um when we are simulating the games, right? At 0 10 sliders, what we are doing is we are simulating a game one time and then we are building a lineup based on whatever the highest scoring optimal was in that one simulation, right? Especially with correlation and ownership fade turned off. Uh, the great thing about simulating games is that we will be able to account for natural correlation. When a pass catcher catches a touchdown, his quarterback probably threw to him, right? And he is probably very correlated to that specific player, without any additional correlation metric being applied here, without any artificial correlation multiplier um, boosting that correlation uh, component with those players. And we can see that, right? If you were to click on somebody like DK Metcalf, we are going to see his range of outcomes in the simulations. And then we are going to see his correlations, right? His highest correlation by, you know, no surprise is Geno Smith, his quarterback, which you see this huge correlation at 0.43 and then you see a, a big drop off to to the next uh highest correlated player right so that that all makes sense to me this all comes from the sims this is not artificially boosted right when when this correlation slider goes goes up what we are doing is we are adding additional correlation to the projections as they come out the other side uh we use upside correlation which basically means you know we do not care who DK Metcalf is correlated to when he has a really bad game, right? We only care who DK Metcalf is correlated to when he has a high upside game, when he scores his, you know, 85th percentile, 95th percentile, 99th percentile, all of those high score games. Those are the correlations that we want to capture and we want to account for when building your lineups. So, So upside correlation is really what the correlation slider is taking into account. I think as far as, you know, what you need to do with showdown, right? Um, we we have the correlation slider off by default, and that is because, you know, we want to really value those single game optimals, right? The simulations do a great job of capturing enough correlation. In, in main slates and classic slates where there are a lot of slates, a lot of games on the slate, you know, it is, it you don't need an optimal to win, right? So in those scenarios, we are more comfortable increasing the correlation slider trying to artificially create those uh bigger stacks for you but i think in something like nfl showdown that is not as needed as much and i would more focus on reviewing my lineups in the post build seeing if the game scripts make sense to me and um, you know maybe maybe you think it's going to be like a a shootout you know you could adjust team totals in in the home screen What that is going to do, you know, maybe you don't think this is a 10 point spread, right? Maybe you think it's like really close, like 26, 24. If you were to come in here, increase Seattle's game total to 24, what we're going to do is we are going to discount Sims where Seattle scores uh, a low amount of points until the new mean Seattle team total is now 24, which you have it set to, right? So that is one way to add value. Um, Another way to... that that I would I would look at is is look at these lineups and you know kind of spot check them spot check them make sure they make sense you know look at the ownerships of the players um you know Debo with uh Debo captain with Purdy and then we have four players on the opposing side for uh Seattle like I could I could definitely see that game script working out right we see something similar here with a Metcalf captain we got Gino, we got Lockett, Parkinson, and then we have uh two position players with no quarterback from San Francisco. So, so maybe like some spot checking. I don't think there is uh too much to do with adjusting sliders for NFL showdown specifically, uh in, in my opinion. I did miss this from Eddie. Eddie said, would you use the NBA showdown from last night? Lakers and Mavs, uh two studs were were Luca and, and LeBron. Um, yeah, you know, we we can talk about that. That's no problem. So I'm gonna hop over here to last night. Gonna hop over wrong showdown. Um, oh, actually, this is tonight. So I'm gonna go back to yesterday. Going to uh, look at this. I think I think you know one thing that you could definitely do is that you know not everybody playing these contests is building with a with with, with saber SaberSim right with a simulator with something that is simulating the games. A lot of people are using traditional optimizers. A lot of people are, you know, also building by hand. What you can do to replicate what their lamps are going to look like. Come in here, turn the sim diversity off. What you're going to do by that is you are going to use the average projection, right? So um, instead of, you know, bucketing the sims or randomly sampling them and taking different outcomes for, for Luca in different game sims, we are just going to use the average projection here. And what you can do by this is you could see what a traditional optimizer is basically going to spit out for most people, trying to solve a knapsack problem, trying to pack in as many projected points as possible here. So this is one way to do some research, try to figure out what the field is going to do on, on a given night, right? and I'm just going to make two projection adjustments here so we can see our lineups. I would probably open this up to the entire pool of 500 here and see where all of the players are, are really going to come from. Looks like Dwight Powell is is probably um, underpriced here, was underpriced here, so we were seeing quite a bit of him. And as, as like our highest leverage play, didn't love LeBron, was was fairly neutral on Muka, I bet, if you were to um, – you know, just, just kind of jamming Luca, I'm sure that would be fine. There would be plenty of lineups to do that, you know, 266 lineups. So I think, you know, Luca captain, obviously really popular here. Um, Some leverage plays with Dwight Powell, you can come in here, you know, look at, look at the leverage plays, see what people, what traditional optimizers are spitting out and then go back to the home screen and then run a build on default settings at, at 10 and then see what this looks like. Compare the two, make some notes you know what is the field playing what is saber sim saying is saber sim in agreement is saber sim in disagreement does saber sim in its simulations think that the leverage plays are are the same or different is it looking elsewhere you can compare stack types right like you were talking about you know we could come into this uh a- after this build runs I'll, I'll, I'll let this finish first but what i also want to do is uh Compare the stack types, right? What is a cash? Uh what is a 000 build spitting out for stack types that a uh zero zero ten build is is spitting out and how are those different, right? So I'm gonna go back to this build in our 500 lineups, seeing a lot of four two stacks here. And you know, you can also see who is being used in those stacks, right? So five ones, basically all Dallas, four twos, mostly Dallas, right? So so the Dallas onslaught was really popular here. I'm actually surprised. I think the team totals here were, uh, you know, the spread is is two point two and a half points, uh, according to this. Might have been like 3. But, but yeah, really close spread. Really surprised to see the Dallas onslaught happening over here, right? If we were to come and compare, you know, what are we seeing here? We're seeing something similar with the 5 stacks, something similar with the 4 stacks. Saber Sim is, is fairly, oh, wait. Actually, I don't have this open up to the whole pool. So I'm going to open this up to all 500 lineups. You know, when you're doing this research, I always suggest looking at as many lineups as you possibly can, right? So I'm going to come into the five stacks. A uh, little little less, I think, than we saw on the other build. Uh, still a ton of 4-2 in favor of Dallas. So it looks like Sam is, like, fairly in agreement with, with a lot of those plays. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't get to them, right? I mean, there is still, you know, 44 lineups with... Uh, for, for eight, for about 9% that, that are a Lakers 4-2, right? And, and you know, that is the rate that they're coming up in the sim So maybe that that's the rate you want to play them, right? If I come down to 20, we're not using any of those, right? But maybe you think that, you know, based on your research and your cast research that a lot of people are going to be playing Dallas 4-2s, probably jamming it in. I'm not going to play a ton of Lakers 4-2s, but I'm going to play them at a rate that they're optimal and get some exposure to those lineups, right? I probably would not play this 5-1. There's only one in our entire pool of 500. Doesn't seem like a good play to me. But I, I'm I'm comfortable playing a couple of these Lakers 4-2s, especially since they're coming up in the Sims, right? So just try to find ways to get different Um I wouldn't do anything with the sliders, and instead I would try to figure out, you know, a little bit more how to exploit the field. What what direction is the field going? What is the field thinking? How can I use SaberSim to get off of those type of plays? And what does SaberSim think about uh, how often I should pivot away in that instance? But good question there. All right. Uh, Next question. Franklin said, "Would you still use minuniques with the geo mean?" Um, Frankly. I am not using. Well, let me say this: when I am using GL mean, I am using it mostly for showdowns, and in showdowns, I am not using Minionics. Uh, I am not somebody who uses Minion. Uh, I'm not somebody who uses product ownership or GLMean for NBA like large slates or classic slates. I know some people do, right? I know some people care about you know the the sum ownership of their lineups or the product ownership of their lineups in in even a large classic slate right um that's not me so so by by nature you know i am not using mini uniques with geomine. um i am sure there are plenty of people who are uh you know that's that's a good that's a good discord question right a lot of people will see that you know depending on what sport you're playing maybe you're playing nba right throw it in the nba channel see what feedback people have see what people think you know a lot of uh activity in those channels And that sounds like a good conversation starter type question, but, you know, specifically for showdown, the reason I'm not using mini uniques is because there are only six players in a lineup, right? So uh, as opposed to, you know, eight or nine, you know, nine on a NFL main slate, eight on an NBA main slate, uh, just less roster positions overall. I think in showdown, you know, you're hunting for the optimal more often than not. So by not by, by applying mini uniques to two, you could essentially block yourself from getting to the optimal if it's a one-for-one one swap. So that's something that matters a lot to me. I've talked about this with Jordan and mentioned it on the stream. Jordan likes to use mini uniques for showdown. I don't know if he's using a Geo mean calculation or not. Uh, he He's okay with that give and take, you know, And as, as I feel the opposite about that. So a lot of different ways to, to play and use these tools. I would imagine there is a positive EV way to use them both in conjunction. All right. One minute viral said, what's a good default setting for exposures for NBA? Yeah. So, you know, what I will say is that, you know, I I would really advise against hard and fast rules on, on any, um, for any sport, right. You know, what is good on one sport or what is good on one day for a sport might be bad on another day for a sport. I think something that we talk about often is using, um, team stack rules on a night-to-night basis without slate context, right? Some days there are going to be huge uh, slates where, you know, all of Miami is sitting and you might want to play more four stacks of Miami and let those into your lineups. But, you know, your hard and fast rule does not allow for more than three players from any team. So just an example of, you know, be careful with these hard and fast rules. I think the best way to manage exposures is one, by applying mini uniques here in the post build. And then two, by kind of spot checking what these exposures are, you know, is this too much leverage for you? Um, do you not have enough exposure to what you perceive to be the best plays? You know, you can apply the in uniques and then still go in and make adjustments here as like a fine tuning uh, type of process, right? So that is something that, that I like to do more often than not. But, um, you know, a lot of different ways to go about it, uh, no really wrong or right way to to manage exposures i would say you know probably best to not do too much tinkering i think less tinkering is probably better than more in this instance all right moving on to the next question here and patrick said late swap for mma available for this weekend uh patrick no we have not built out the late swap mma uh tool frankly you know we're we're very uncertain that that it's going to stay long term uh, have have seen a lot of issues with it, with with start times, and you know who is determining what the start times are or when fights are locking. I think there's a lot of um, uncertainty or disorganization around that specifically, so it makes it really hard for us to to know when something is locked. Uh, you know, sometimes they open a slate, and then if you if they open it and you make a swap, then your uh, entries get disqualified. Like. It is just like the weirdest thing, the way that they are doing this. So right now, no support for MMA late swap. Uh, if if you are playing late swap, I would really suggest playing less lineups, playing more elevator type stuff where you can manage the late swaps on your phone or by hand. But I would just be really careful with, you know, just because you can make a swap, they might disqualify you for it, which is just like the most bizarre thing to me. So be really careful, be plugged in to when and when, when you can or cannot make swaps um patrick said i noticed we have support for cod uh that's interesting i know we don't have sims for it uh we might have it up in the app it looks like we have it up in the app and it looks like we have the slates loaded so i'm i'm assuming you could come in here and upload custom projections for it if you have custom projections getting your projections from somewhere else you could come in here you know we have the uh players we have the team we have the teams i'm not uh too familiar with the cod streets but we have the teams in here so so all the player information and salaries are all loaded up so if you have custom stuff you could come in here and build for cod it seems all right um eddie said thanks uh, happy to answer your question the best of my ability eddie and then marking mark said does the projected score play a role in regards to custom projections uploaded in the sims okay this is a good question gonna jump back to nba and talk about it in relation to this uh sport so projected score right so so basically if we have sabonis here right and his projection is 53.78 if you come in here and you have custom projections that say sabonis should actually be 56.78 points which is three points higher what we are going to do is we are going to take his entire range of outcomes. And then we are going to shift his distribution up by three points in that instance. So for every time he scores 50, he now scores 53 for every time he scores 60, he now scores 63. So what that does is it, is it raises his floor and also raises his ceiling. His distribution stays the same pretty much. So that still allows us to take into account, you know, his range of outcomes allows us to still be able to bucket the Sims and use the Sims, the same as we would use it at a different projection that distribution is just higher. So he has a much higher floor, much higher, uh, 99th percentile, much higher upside in general. All right. Uncrabby cabby said, Hey Andrew, other than saber score, have you found any combined metrics that consistently pull the top lineups from your pool? Uh, frankly, you know, I haven't done like any back testing on this or, or downloaded CSVs and, and, or like tried different things. But I'll just tell you like what I, what I tend to use. Um, you know, usually on like smaller slates, I would say anything like, I don't know, four to five games or below. Um, I'm pretty happy sticking with Sabre score. Um, I think that you know on bigger slates, 11 gamers, 13 gamers, um, I'm more inclined to build with, with percentiles and, and just really shoot for upside. In that situation you know i i bounced back and forth between like 95th 99th on on a given day um i think just building for for upside in those situations you know where there are just so many games on the slate you know the optimal unlikely to be found the number of lineups you could build is is you know millions and millions of lineups as opposed to like those two game slates right where where uh duplication is important being different from the field is important i think saber sim saber score comes into play a lot more uh, there's nothing wrong with using saber court in a large slate. It is b- the default uh, sorting method. It's just something I've I've messed around with and and tried. You know, if we're talking about trying different things, um, th- they're here for a reason, right? We we put them in here because people want to see the upside of their lineups without these correlation and ownership metric uh, metrics applied on a lineup level. Uh, that's totally okay. You know, ownership is still being accounted for, correlation is still being accounting for accounted for. With the sliders, uh, maybe you think that, you know, those acts aspects are not as important on like a 13-game slate and you just want the highest upside outcome. That's kind of why they're there. That's not sort of my reasoning for experimenting with them. I haven't done any testing like downloaded my pool with, you know, Saber Score, downloaded my pool with uh, percentiles and then compared the two to actuals over a large period of time. Sounds like an interesting experiment if that is in your skill set to do. And if you do it, uh, come back here and let me know what you found. Uh, but good question there on Krabby Uh, All right. That looks like our last question catching up here in the discord. We are all caught up and looks like we are all caught up in the YouTube chat. Had a lot of live questions. Thank you all for joining and participating. Hope you all got your questions answered. If you guys didn't, you know, throw something in the office hours channel over the weekend. That will give us some questions to answer on our Monday show. We will be back on Monday, the 16th, 2 p.m. Eastern for our next show. Um, last last question here from Marky Mark. Projected score as in building those lineups, then selecting the projected score over Saber Score with my custom projections uploaded. Ah, uh, Marky Mark. Okay, we're talking about um lineup sorting here. So so what Marky Mark is saying, so so all this is gonna do is that it is going to take the projected score for each player in the lineup add it up and then rank it descending, right? So like, this is the first highest projected score lineup. This is the second highest projected score lineup. And then it, it is just going to go down the list. Um, As long as your custom projections are the ones that we are using to build. So for instance, you know, whatever is in this, my projection column is the projections that we ultimately use to build your lineups, right? So if you are uploading and saving uh, sets, make sure that you are choosing the set that you want to use so whatever set you choose on the drop down that will be the set that we um, use to build your lineups if you save it right if you just upload it and then the all these columns are like red and green with your new values those are the values that we're going to use so so whatever is in this column is what we are going to display here on the left hand side of the screen under projection and in the in the actual lineups whatever this projection is, in the um column descriptors that will also reflect uh the value being used in the projection column so so we will add up your custom projections as well to come up with this projected score to sort descending so hope that answers your question there but all right everybody I will see you guys on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern. If you guys have any questions over the weekend, you know, the team is always around in Discord. You know, we have weekend support. We know sports are going on, you know, Saturday, Sunday. So throw a message in the support channel. The team will be around to get your questions answered. So until then, I will see you all. Good luck in your contest and take care.